It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, what's going on? It is episode number 209 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, and away we go. The NFL schedule is due to be released Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern time. So what we'll do is this. Episode number 210 will put out on late Wednesday night into Thursday morning, East Coast time, after we have a chance to see the schedule, go through it, digest it, Think about uh, the, I guess, easier parts of it, the harder parts of it. Hopefully, there will be no three-game road trips. Hopefully, there will be no Sunday afternoon road games after a Monday night road game like the NFL has done so many times to the Redskins over the years uh, just in this decade, uh, quite honestly. Hopefully, there will be no major pitfalls like there were a couple years ago where the Redskins played a Monday night game, then had a road game Saturday early afternoon in Chicago late in the season. Uh, Just an absolute nightmare scheduling-wise. The NFL has just done an absolutely abysmal job, an abysmal job when it comes to the Washington Redskins. And uh, trust me, I, I don't defend the Redskins on much. When they're right, they're right. Now, they haven't publicly uh, bitched and complained that much, really at all. Uh, I've been kind of carrying that platform, and a lot of people tell me you have to deal with it, you just have to suck it up, you can't do anything about it, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Guess what? Um, You know, (laughs) you can't prove this, but it certainly seems like the NFL goes out of its way more often than not to put the Redskins through a absolute meat grinder of a schedule. So hopefully they get some breaks uh, and there's maybe just one tough turnaround Sunday to whatever Thursday game they're going to play. And here's hoping that for the first time in several years, they are not playing on Thanksgiving. Although the Redskins love to play on Thanksgiving for whatever reason. I think I know the reason. They like the exposure. They want to make money. They love the exposure for their brand. They don't care about anybody else. They figure they've got to play on one Thursday a year anyway. It might as well be Thanksgiving. That's their philosophy. All right, let's get to this as we really get cranking on episode number 209. So we had told you last week in episode, I believe, 206 it was, and we had gone through all the potential ramifications and uh, issues that I could think of that Heisman Trophy winner and Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray was going to visit the Redskins on Wednesday, April the 17th, 2019. Jordan Schultz of Yahoo had first reported that last week, and we talked about, you know, what if Kyler Murray was still there 
uh, meaning the Arizona Cardinals did not select him at number one. The San Francisco 49ers would then be on the clock. They're not obviously going to take him, but they could certainly trade. The Jets at number three, they're not going to take him. They could certainly trade, so on and so forth. Would it be the Giants? Would it be the Dolphins? Would it be um, uh, the Broncos? Would it be the Redskins? Would it be another team jumping up from behind the Redskins to try and grab Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winner? Well, Kyler Murray is no longer going to visit the Washington Redskins this week. In a tweet by Steve Weish of NFL Network, NFL Media, he uh, said this at Weish99, that's W-Y-C-H-E 89, I should say, at Weish89. He said uh, just before 6 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday, April the 16th, Uh, which is not too long ago from when I'm recording this, was just told by someone with knowledge of the scheduled visit that Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray no longer plans to meet with the Washington Redskins this week. Now, I don't know what this means. I don't know if this is a ploy by his agent. I'm not sure. We, I I don't trust the agent. I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. I think they are trying to power play this thing and strong arm this thing. Uh, and we should have probably honed in on this a little bit more. It was in the back of my mind. I was trying not to be skeptical, but I was kind of always skeptical about this actually happening. And now I see, Okay, and it is revisionist history. It's not like I didn't think this was a possibility. I didn't. I don't think I said it here, but maybe I did in, in kind of casual reference of, you know, we'll see what happens, that type of thing. But always in the back of my mind, I wondered if he was actually going to make this visit. Now, it's possible that I guess he could make the visit early next week before the draft on Thursday night. It's possible. Uh, you know, Jay Gruden, Bruce Allen, Kyle Smith, they're all going to be hunkered down final days of draft prep at Redskins Park. They're not going to Nashville. It's possible. So the bottom line is, is apparently Kyler Murray is not going to come visit the Washington Redskins. Now, here's the thing that I, I would I would just kind of point out is there is a lot of speculation about whether he's even going to go number one over. A lot of people are convinced that he's not. I, I don't know. I'm not convinced one way or the other. I think Arizona would be making a mistake um, to draft him number one, but that's me. Uh, I think some people agree with that. I think some people would say I'm crazy. Uh, here's the bottom line on Kyler Murray. If Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury bypass him, some team is going to fault that is in love with him, is going to roll the dice, and is going to jump up. I do not want that to be the Washington Redskins. Even though I said last week, I believe again in episode number 206, that I'd be more willing to do a trade up to three than one, that doesn't mean I necessarily really want to do that. I think the Redskins have too many needs. I think there's too much of a gamble here. I think his size and frame, I don't care so much about his height. I do care about his frame holding up in the NFL as a scrambling and running quarterback and taking big shots at 200 pounds. Sorry, I do. He's not 220. It's hard enough to stay healthy at 
230 pounds. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. Look at Carson Wentz. Look at all those guys. Yeah, they run around, scramble around, and they get hurt. You know, uh, Ben's been healthier of late. But there was a period of time, a couple years, in a row where Ben was missing four to six games every year. And now the last two years, it's been Carson Wentz, season-ending ACL. The year they won the Super Bowl, season-ending back injury, last December. So it's really hard to stay healthy, period. Never mind when you're 200, 202, 205 pounds, whatever it is. So that's number one. The other part of this is this. Scott McLuhan, the former Redskin general manager uh, who was fired, uh, in full disclosure, uh, you know, Scott obviously has his demons and he's battled them and he's fought them, but there are not many people that are more respected in terms of their player evaluation in the draft community than Scott McLuhan, the former Redskin general manager. Now, that doesn't mean he's perfect. That doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. Of course he does. But Kyler Murray certainly has had his attitude um, kind of called into question. His demeanor, his leadership ability, his interviewing skills, all of that. Uh, a lot of people made a big deal out of the Dan Patrick interview. Let me tell you again, I could not care any less about how he conducted himself in that interview. I'm sorry, I don't care. He was trying to protect his decision. He was not trying to reveal the decision. Should he have done the interview? No. Was it because of a sponsor? Yes. Should he have handled it better? Of course. Should he have been so cavalier? No. Should we judge him specifically on that or largely because of that? No. But as we pointed out, Charlie Casserly had some bad reports from multiple teams after the combine. Kyler Murray met with multiple teams. Now, his agent completely disputed that and completely denied that. And people went nuts on poor Charlie Casserly. We said at the time, listen, I don't know where Charlie is getting the information from, but it is possible that Kyler Murray is not a good interviewer. It is possible that Kyler Murray is not good in meetings. It is possible that his cavalier nonchalance that we did see in that Dan Patrick interview that maybe we have seen, maybe it's a cockiness, I don't know, rubs people the wrong way. Well, obviously he struggled very much so with a a, a difficult decision to give up baseball and to go to football. Um, Robert Klemko, in a Sports Illustrated feature, uh, sat down with Murray's parents, NFL personnel, uh, and said, you know, and, and came away with this. His father told SI, quote, 96% of kids who just signed a $4.6 million deal to play baseball wouldn't have been on no football field the following fall. How can people question his love for the game? His mother, Kyler Murray's mother, says he fought an inner fight between two sports. Quote, he struggled with that so deeply. Kevin and I didn't know what he was going to do for the longest time. It took talking and more talking to get to a point of, where he felt like, I can do this. The NFL does want me. Now, here's where Scott McLuhan comes in. McLuhan is very partial to Baker Mayfield, drafted him or helped draft him to the Cleveland Browns and convince John Dorsey that he was worthy of the number one pick. He's been very public about 
that support. McLuhan, the former general manager of the Redskins, the former general manager of the 49ers, and assistant general manager, basically, to the Seattle Seahawks and their Super Bowl, said, quote, to be a legit NFL quarterback, you've got to have leadership qualities, according to SI's Klemko. Quote, watching Kyler do an interview, it's like, come on, what do you got? Give me something. I'm sure they're trying to train him up, but he's just not a go-getter. Doesn't mean he can't be a good quarterback, just means he's not going to be the guy in the locker room. McLuhan continued, I'd get face-to-face so I could say, listen, if I'm investing a first-round pick on you, you need to look me in the eye and tell me your football through and through, no matter what. I got to know that. You can go play baseball, that's your choice. But what you choose to do affects my career, my coaches' careers, and their families. I got to understand that you have the passion. The players need to know it. They can read your bull bleep really quick. Coaches, too. He's got to prove this is where he wants to be. So that's Scott McLuhan on how he reads Kyler Murray. That doesn't mean, as Scott kind of alluded to, that Kyler Murray won't be successful. But it certainly bears a lot of watching that Kyler Murray is going to use baseball as a leverage or if things do not go well in football, that it is going to become a diva situation like it did with Robert Griffin III. And obviously there were different circumstances there, but it's very easy to see how it could happen. All right, we're going to leave it there on Kyler Murray. So he is not apparently going to meet with the Redskins. Uh, Again, we don't know the reasons why. We'll do some digging on that and see what we can kind of find out in that regard. The Redskins did meet with Will Greer, or they were scheduled to meet with Will Greer, the West Virginia quarterback, who they met with now several times. Uh, Of course, they met with Dwayne Haskins and uh, Daniel Jones and all the other quarterbacks that are at the top of this draft uh, as they continue to hone in on the NFL draft next Thursday. Don't forget to go to Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. All this week, we are running a special, exclusive mock draft, first round style with all of the analysts, the podcast host. Um, Matt Williamson, all of these guys, uh, they're doing a great job. I've listened to a couple of the episode uh, so far already. It's, again, available at Locked on NFL Net as well. I've tweeted it out at Locked Redskins, so you guys can go check it out. Uh, right now, Matt Williamson, uh, again, with the other hosts uh, and other experts on the draft, uh, they have the local hosts, meaning me and 31 other guys in the individual team's war room. Uh, The pick for the Redskins will be out on Wednesday, April 17th, depending on when you are listening to that. So I would highly suggest to go to the at Locked On NFL page and the at Locked On NFL podcast, and you can see part one, part two already posted. Uh, They're about an hour in length. Uh, They go over six or seven teams each day. And again, the Redskins at 15, I believe, should be on Wednesday, April 17th edition, um, because I haven't gotten quite through part two, Tuesday, April 16th uh, yet, so I don't think they got to that. But either way, uh, we'll let you know for sure. But go check it out uh, at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, and go check out the special Locked On Podcast Network mock draft with all of the draft coverage that you crave for your team in the first round. 
Coming back on the Locked On Redskins podcast with some numbers and some information on guys that actually did want to meet with the Redskins and did meet recently with them. That's next on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we welcome you back. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 209. Thanks for being with us. Let's get through a couple of things. We spent way too much time on Scott McLuhan and Kyler Murray uh, and Kyler Murray not coming to visit the Redskins, so away we go. The Redskins recently met with defensive lineman from the University of Kentucky, Adrian Middleton. Now, information for whatever reason on the normal outlets in terms of pro football focus is draft guide, unless I cannot find it and I've been looking for it, uh, and as well SIS and their draft guide, hard to come by. So, uh, some information on Adrian Middleton from the University of Kentucky's official website, UK Athletics. Dot com. So we thank them. 6'3", senior, 298 pounds, interior defensive tackle. And Middleton, in his career, played 43 games, 38 straight starts to end his career. He totaled 78 tackles, 12 for loss, three sacks, one quarterback hurry, and one pass breakup in his four-year career. Graduating, um, he already graduated, I should say, last year with a degree in media arts and a study in digital media and design. So that would generally suggest that he's a pretty savvy guy with the media. Uh, maybe if he comes to the Washington Redskins, he'll be one of the go-to guys in the locker rooms. Who knows? Uh, he started in all 13 games as a senior in 2018 for a pretty good Kentucky team. Two tackles, uh, two tackles a sack. Uh, against Middle Tennessee State on Senior Day. Had a sack for a loss of 15 yards uh, against Vanderbilt in a win for Kentucky and a tackle for loss in the Kentucky upset at Florida. Back in his junior year in 2017, again, started all 13 games. Uh, He did finish, again, his career with 38 consecutive starts uh, and uh, totaled rather 25 tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack, a pass breakup, and a quarterback hit uh, in his best game against Eastern Eastern Michigan, had two tackles for loss and a sack. As a sophomore in 2016, uh, played in all 13 games, started the final 12. Uh, he was fourth in the team in tackles for loss with 5.5 for a total of 13 yards. Career high, six tackles. Uh, including a tackle for loss in a win over then number 11 Louisville had five tackles, including one and a half tackles for loss in a road game at Tennessee. And in his freshman year, he played in four games, finishing with eight tackles. That was his actual red shirt freshman year. He redshirted uh, in 2014. So uh, just so you know, you know, When it comes to a player like this, basically what you are probably looking at here is not a nose tackle, but somebody who could probably play inside and outside 
Uh, and in the Redskins base 3-4, probably a five-technique defensive end uh, at his body type. Think of a potential replacement for Matt Ioannidis, who's one year away from free agency. So the Redskins are certainly going to be in this market, and it would not surprise anyone, or it should not surprise anyone, if they actually draft somebody fairly high because of the amount of money that they're going to have to invest in the defensive line, i.e. Jonathan Allen eventually, and not too far away, uh, and assume uh, we assume Duran Payne as well, but again, you can... That's not a decision for right now. That's a two-year-from-now type decision at least. But Jonathan Allen is through two years of his NFL career. The Redskins can control his rights for five years, uh, but you don't want to get it too far along. Anyway, the point of the matter is the money that you are assuming that you're going to have to spend on Deron Payne and especially Jonathan Allen at this point is probably going to prohibit the Redskins from making a significant offer to Matt Ioannidis. So that's a situation that we want to keep our eyes on, looking for five technique defensive ends or base three, four ends who can also perhaps kick inside uh, and play shaded over the football or shaded over the nose uh, in the A gap. All right. So that is one player that visited the Washington Redskins recently. Another player is a wide receiver, and boy, do they need help at that position. We'll have who and what all about him inside the number style next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Episode number 209. I am your host, Chris Russell. Again, don't forget to check out all this week our exclusive Locked On podcast and Locked On NFL Net mock draft with all of our team experts from the war room, all of our hosts, including Matt Williamson uh, and others from all sorts of walks of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's great. Go check it out. I highly, highly, highly suggest it. Uh, Again, the Redskins picking 15th, so you can go check out that. That will be Wednesday, uh, April 17th, in terms of when that particular pick uh, is handed down. So we will have that for you on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Don't want to spoil it for anybody. So go make sure you listen and go check it out for your own self. All right. So let's get to this. The Redskins also meeting with Paris Campbell, wide receiver out of Ohio State. According to SIS Info Solutions and their draft guide, he is the seventh He is the seventh-ranked wide receiver in the class, a class of 35. So let's get to Paris Campbell. Um, He is 5'11". Actually, yeah, 5'11". They officially list him just over six feet in SIS, but uh, Pro Football Focus has him at 5'11", 208, a fifth-year senior from Akron, 
Ohio. That's LeBron James' hometown. Now, according to SIS, Campbell projects as a, a number two NFL starter, um, say by year two or early in his career, um, kind of an incomplete route tree type of guy and needs to kind of get a little sturdier at the point of attack in terms of running. But what you can see is, and if you watch Ohio State, you see the short, quick passing game, some screens, some bubbles, uh, some little jets, that type of thing. Uh, and he can work inside and outside. And especially when you look at the slot on third down, what a big part of the offense that was when Jamison Crowder was healthy and cranking and what a problem it was for the Redskins over the last two years when Jamison Crowder was banged up and dropping balls left and right, especially in Kirk Cousins last year and then just completely banged up all of, uh, not all of last year, but a good deal of last year and just not the same uh, type player. And of course, Jamison Crowder is gone. And because Trey Quinn wasn't able to stay healthy in his rookie year, Certainly he flashed some signs of potential, the one touchdown in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, the last game he played. Uh, But it just wasn't enough to say, okay, you have that position certainly secured. The Redskins have no position at wide receiver secured just because you can't count on Paul Richardson. He's been hurt much of his entire NFL career. And, of course, we know Josh Doxson is what Josh Doxson is. They let Maurice Harris go. They let Jamison Crowder go. They let Michael Floyd uh, go as a free. The Redskins have nothing, uh, basically, at wide receiver. So here's the bottom line. Here's a little bit more uh, on Paris Campbell, just so you know. Um, In his last three years at Ohio State, he was targeted 190 times. Caught 144 balls for a 75.8% completion percentage. Nearly 1,800 yards, 1,776. 420 of those 1,776 through the air. So a bunch after the catch, i.e. 1,356, which is something the Redskins have struggled with for sure. He had 12 touchdowns this year playing with Dwayne Haskins in his final year out of Ohio State. Only three before that. So 15 total touchdowns. He was, um, in terms of yards per target, 9.6. It was a little bit down from 2017. And he does have a little bit of an issue with the drops. He's 13 total, uh, 2, 6, and 5 over the last three years. In terms of yards after the catch per reception, according to SIS Info, Info Solutions, 9.0 this year, but 13.1 in 2017. So that's really interesting. His average target depth, this is kind of, again, shedding some light on what we were just talking about. Uh, Those little rub routes, the little squib routes, uh, wide receiver screens, bubbles, that type of thing. His average target depth. And, you know, again, it is what it is. It'll be different with other talent around him and in a different system, quite honestly. But his average target depth over the last three years 4.5 in 2018, which is obviously pretty short, 6.2 in 2017, but 12.1, 12.1 in 2016. His receiving ranking or receiver rating, I should say, 63.1 back in 2016, 129.8 to 139.2. In terms of routes run in 2018, 303 yards per route run 3.5 his deep percentage 32.3 percent 
uh, his positive play percentage. Again, this is all according to SIS Info Solutions. Versus man coverage, 38.1%. Versus zone coverage, 625 which tells me in a zone he's finding those pockets, finding those seams, finding those little holes, and then turning it up the field after you get it to him in a quick strike uh, type offense. So that is a little bit more on Paris Campbell out of uh, Ohio State from Akron. Uh, and again, the Redskins meeting with him on Tuesday, along with Will Greer. Uh, after Kyler Murray canceled his visit, at least for now, according to Steve Weish. So that's how we're going to leave it here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. We'll have more content, more information, and the NFL schedule released on the next episode. That will be episode number 210. This has been episode number 209. I am your host, Chris Russell. Again, make sure you go check out the Locked On podcast and Locked On NFL Net podcast Mock draft with all of the experts from the war rooms and analysis and position needs and everything all this week. It's a really cool exclusive. Make sure you go check it out. Locked on NFL podcast uh, for that channel. And make sure you follow along at Locked on NFL net on both Twitter and Instagram. This podcast at Locked Redskins. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.